Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to episode four. Today we're going to be talking about dreams. <laughs> Welcome. What do you think about dreams, Veronica? I think they're magical. <laughs> pretty much. What do you think makes dreams magical? Well, I always feel like when I'm in dreamland that I'm pretty much in a different world. And it feels it can feel like you're coexisting, like you have two different worlds. You have your dreaming life and you have your waking life. Yeah, I, I would agree with that completely. I definitely feel like when when I am in dream space, I am accessing kind of a deeper intuition, um, a, a deeper part of my psyche, and that that part of my psyche can connect with things outside of myself too. Like I think about it as being able to connect more with spirit, with source, um, maybe even connecting with loved ones that have passed. Um, and, and maybe even connecting with other people who are sleeping. What? Right. Weird. I know. (laughs) But you know, they say that people who sleep in the same bed together sometimes have the same dreams. That has happened to me and my husband. Has it? The craziest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Once. Once I remember in 22 years. (laughs) 25 years. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I think my husband and I have also had a couple incidences where we have had similar dreams or the same theme within a dream, like a water-based dream or something, Uh but not necessarily the same dream. Yeah. No, we were in the same dream. Yeah. Like we said, I was standing here. You were standing here. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was... Yeah. Yeah. Pretty profound. That's cool. Yeah. Well, and you and I have had the same dream on the same night. We have. But not, we weren't sleeping in the same place. And yeah, it was super creepy house. Yeah. Way creepy house. And I, I actually had called Veronica and was talking to her one morning and saying, oh my God, I had the creepiest nightmare last night. There's this house. It's reoccurring in my dreams. And she was like, oh my God, me too. (laughs) So that feels kind of magical. Super magical. Because we were like working on a different you're working on a different level. Yes. In a different realm. Yeah. Because you don't have the noise of your day-to-day life that's there, that's present, right? You're, you don't have to worry about paying the bills or who's going to cook dinner or any of that. Mm-hmm. Your body is able to rest down and all that extra stuff fades away so that you're able to just really be internal and possibly external in a whole other expansive way. Yeah, I mean, I don't know much about or much about the science of dreaming and what parts of the brain get activated, mm-hmm. and that would be fascinating to look up. Just as far as you know, there's different areas that we access during our day: our talking, you know, mm-hmm. talking part of our brain, and like the part of the brain that you're using when you hit REM and you go into your dream cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you know if that's a different part of the brain that you're accessing because we don't access all of our brain, you know? No. Yeah. Our brain is vast. Yeah. Like the universe. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's amazing. Wow. Totally. All these reflections. <laughs> so there's a lot of different types of dreams. We kind of talked a little bit about it, um, but we're going to go into that. Um, yeah. I mean, there's dreams. So part of what happens when we're dreaming is that we're processing information that often has happened throughout our day or you know, if anybody has ever had an anxiety dream when you have a big test or like an important mm-hmm. meeting the next morning, you'll know what I'm talking about. That, you know, whatever it is that is lurking in your subconscious and sometimes in your conscious mind often gets processed through in our dream state. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, and I don't have the facts on this, but I do know I have read um, in college. So I'm a, I'm a therapist um, in my day job. And so I have gone to school and gotten a master's in counseling. And I also have a bachelor's degree in psychology. And I remember reading about sleeping and how crucial sleep is because of this processing. And that when Mm -hmm. we don't get sleep, we kind of start to lose our minds. Yeah. We're not, we're not processing. Right. We're not working through our stuff. Our bodies aren't getting to rest, which it also needs. I mean, that's the other thing that happens during sleep is that we're able to regenerate. Uh, But there's also this psychological part of dreaming that actually aids you in moving through stuff that you might need to move through in a completely different way than when you're awake. Mm -hmm. So some dreams are just dreams. It's just, you might wake up and remember your dream and be like, Oh yeah, that was about that conversation I had with that person. And that image was from that TV show I watched and you know, it could be as simple as that. Mm -hmm. Freud once said, sometimes a cigar is just a cigar. It doesn't always have to have a deeper meaning. Oh, that's hard. I always think it all has a meaning. (laughs) That's a, but it doesn't well, it always a meaning. It just might not have a deeper meaning. Yeah, a deeper <laughs> meaning. Like this means that you need to do blah blah blah. Yeah, right. Or like, yeah, an answer to a question. These decision dreams. Mm-hmm. So like, you have something coming up in your life, and you're like, gosh, I don't know. Should I take that job? Should I go down this new this new path? Mm-hmm. Um, and back and forth and back and forth. And you might have a dream that actually answer gives you an answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Or you wake up clear. You might not have mm-hmm. the clear, like the answer exactly, but you yeah. wake up and you're like, oh, I know what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Even though you didn't necessarily receive the answer by somebody in your dream telling you the answer, there's something about the sleeping that helps you get there. Mm-hmm. And you you might get different, you know, uh, symbols or mm-hmm. that you can um, work with. Totally. And to come, to come with the answer. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, and, and along with that, you know, you could also have somebody or something come to you in your dream with the answer. So you're talking about maybe a symbol shows up and it gives you the answer, but it's also entirely possible that maybe somebody you know shows up or an animal shows up and there's a talking bear and it's telling you what the answer is. I mean, dreams are crazy. Yeah, you that's add- a thing. Anything, anything goes. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I hate it simultaneously because it can be really confusing. (laughs) And powerful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Both those things. So you were just talking about, you know, people coming into your dreams. Mm -hmm. There's visitation dreams. Yeah. Whereas maybe a loved one will come to you and, you know, maybe soothe you or or, um, help you Mm -hmm. somehow. So I definitely had this after my dad died. I would have dreams about him that I would wake up from and that were clearly just dreams. 
Like I knew they were just dreams. And I would have other dreams that had this completely different texture to them where I could feel my dad, smell him. Like I could, I, he, it was like he was really there and I could feel his energy of what it was like to be in a room with him, which was very different from these mm-hmm. dreams about him. This was, it felt much more like a visit. And I do think that for a time he came to visit me in my dreams. Um, and I've had the same thing with my grandma. Mm-hmm. Also, well, I I have as well. I remember uh, after my aunt passed, my father had already passed years before, but she actually gave me a message from my father. Really, and the way I knew it was legit is that my father and I this it was a thing that only the two of us did. It was a little joke he would do with us with me. Uh huh. And she sent me this message and said. Your dad said, you need to quit kissing the boys. <laughs> it's about freckles. He always said that I got my freckles from kissing the boys. It's really funny, but it was just a thing he did with me. And she said that. And I woke up and I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this was real. Like mm-hmm. she not only did she come to visit me, but she's hanging with my dad. Like yeah. super cool. That's very cool. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, you could have visitations. I mean, you could even lump into that category what we were talking about at the beginning, which was this idea of having visitations from each other mm-hmm. or from your spouse or partner who's sleeping next to you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, or maybe you get a visitation from a spirit guide or, you know, somebody that you, mm-hmm. somebody or something that you have connected to as being, you know, a guide in your life, a guiding light or an angel. Um, I, I mean, I believe that all those things are possible. Now that's of course my personal belief and, Mm -hmm. and other people may not believe that. And of course that's totally okay. Uh, but I, I do think that visitation dreams are possible from a myriad of different places, Mm -hmm. whether it's the afterlife or, you know, other realms or dimensions, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So that leads us into prophetic dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Prophetic dreams. So, so prophecy being the foretelling or prediction of what is to come. Right. So um, for I'll speak about this, what this is for me, but then I also want to just speak more generally. Um, my husband and I have been together for 18 years or something and <laughs> or something. But <laughs> when we first got together, I was having these dreams all the time that would somehow manifest in reality. So it might be that I would dream something about being with somebody in a certain place at a certain time, having a certain conversation, and then it would happen. So it's very much the deja vu or what I consider deja vu. Um, Or I would have a dream that was about, you know, something that, so for example, I had a dream about going to this forest and there were all these people dressed in late 1800s or early 1900s clothing and they were dancing like it was like a ball or a summer or something um and the next day we were going camping at a campground we'd never been to and when we got there I was like oh my god this is the place for my dream so that was happening very very frequently when my husband and I first got together and he would just make fun of me all the time like oh have you been here before every time we go to a new place (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes, yes, I have. I'd be like, oh my God, look at that. And he's like, oh, what? Did you see that in a dream? But it was really happening. Um, it doesn't happen as much now. I don't know why. Uh, something has shifted over time. It still happens, but in a different way um, and not as frequently. But that that would be, I think you could consider that a prophetic dream. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are prophetic dreams throughout history. So I know you had shared one with me about Julius Caesar. Yeah, I I read. Um, there were a couple couple different um, indications for Julius Caesar's death, and when his wife came to him, she had dreamt that he um, something terrible was going to happen to him, and she like begged him to stay home, mm-hmm. and then. That then, didn't turn out so well. Right. Then he didn't yeah. listen. He didn't listen. Um, and I know there was another one about Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. He he dreamt three days before he was assassinated. He dreamt that he was in the White House and he a guard um, was wearing a black band um, around his arm, as people do in mourning. And he asked him what the band was for. And he said that he... Abraham Lincoln was dead. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that just gave me chills. <laughs> like, can you imagine? Yeah, and I've read Incredible. that before. Um, I've read a couple different versions of that yeah, story. Yeah, there's a couple different. Like, yeah. Who's, yeah. And it leads me to believe that probably there was some type of dream he had. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as the game of telephone goes, things have yeah. been passed down through history. Um, but my hunch is that that's probably true. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Um, you know, when we think about dreams as prophecy, you know, I think about Nostradamus and actually I don't know, I don't know why I'm saying this exactly because I didn't look it up before we got on here today, (laughs) but I remember having a book as a kid about Nostradamus and all his prophecies and that some of his prophecies came to him as in dreams. Mm. Um, and you even see it in pop culture, like dreams being portrayed as, the place that visions or prophecies or information come in. I mean, if we think about the television show medium, that's actually based on a real life psychic medium who in real life does not get her visions and dreams. Um, But in the show she does. And I think it's something that we can all relate to on some level Mm -hmm. because it is this sort of otherworldly headspace. Yeah. I recently, um, we were looking for a house a couple of years ago and I had this dream about this house that was dark and it, it, it had spirits in it that in like, this was not a good house. Like mm-hmm. I did not feel safe in this house. And the next day the realtor called and said, Hey, we're going, we're going to go check out this house. And I went into this house and I, at first I drove up. I'm like, this is the house in my dream last mm-hmm. night, like literally the night before. And I like, walking through the house I was freaking out I could feel I just wasn't feeling right and we actually ended up moving into that house because I mean there's all different reasons why this all came about but we ended up moving into that house and I ended up having to work with what was living in that house um to move the spirits on because it, it, it was exactly what my dream warned me. And mm-hmm. I was like, I can't move into this house. I moved into the house because <laughs> I had to, because of the circumstances, but right. I was like, okay, I need to take care of this. But as far as prophecy it was like, wow, that was pretty incredible that I was warned or even just, Hey, heads up. This is what's happening. Um, yeah. And not to discount the things that I was noticing. Right. 
Yeah. And I think there's different ways that dream prophecies can come to you. And one of them is as warnings. Um, They can come to you as visions of exactly what will happen or as visions that might need to be interpreted. So for me, often I will have a dream that has a feeling associated with it Mm -hmm. and energy. And then I'll find myself in a really similar situation you know, in a couple of days time or sometimes a month or two later, but I still remember the dream. Somehow that stuck mm-hmm. with me so much that when I find myself in that situation, I'm like, whoa, oh. here we are. Yeah. Um, so you can also, you know, get, get information, prophetic dreams, like we were saying from other energies that are entities, energies, mm-hmm. um, people who have come before. So there's a lot of different ways to get prophetic dreams. Um, and the way they come through and the way you interpret them, right? Because we're all super unique. Um, so. So why do we want to work with our dreams? Well, that's a pretty big question, <laughs> Why do you Veronica? want to work with your dream, Emily? <laughs> why would you guys want to work with your dream? Right. It's a good question to ask. I want to work with my dreams because I do think it gives me access to a deeper state of being and a deeper consciousness and kind of a direct line maybe to other realms and to my own inner knowing, Mm -hmm. right? Like if magic for me is about being able to connect to those deeper places and my own intuition and wisdom, um, dreams feel like one vehicle of a way of getting there. Yeah. I I feel like, it definitely there's it's a space where I don't feel it's as um, guarded. Mm-hmm. There's not as much as my filter. Mm-hmm. Like I don't use my filter. I, I just it's not there. I'm dreaming. I'm somewhere else. So I it's not coming through. It's a more pure source. That's what it feels like. Oh yeah, I like that. Like it's coming from more of a pure source. So yeah. I feel like working with my then I learn more about myself in a more pure way as opposed to a filter, a day-to-day, you know, filter I might be using. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how can we work with our dreams, do you think? I mean, how do you work with your dreams now? A lot of times I first start by either writing it down Mm. or speaking with a friend, such as you, Emily, (laughs) or my husband. Love my husband. Like so many mornings, honey, oh my gosh, that was a weird one last night. Like just you know, being able to somehow get it out yeah. from in that dream space into to like the mundane, like uh-huh. now, because um, then you can actually work with it. Totally. Like it's outside of the head and in like either writing it down like a dream journal. Mm-hmm. And I've done dream journals off and on throughout my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I often will get on like a dream journal kick and I'm like, I'm so working with my dreams right now. Mm-hmm. And then I am. And I'm every morning, that's the first thing I do is write in my dream journal. And I, what I found is that the more often I do that, the more vivid my recall becomes, the more clear it all is. Um, the messages start, I start to see the themes more clearly coming mm-hmm. out. And I just feel much more connected to that part of my psyche. Uh, but, you know, as with all things, that can fade away too. And then I'm not keeping a dream journal and then I'm just relying on my memory, which isn't as great <laughs> as the day progresses. Well, if you write it down, then it's it's there for later too. Yes. So if you have reoccurring themes, like most of us yeah. who, who have an active dream life have reoccurring themes 
that will come. Wow, there's another one. Oh, it's happened again. Like you can look back and be like, oh, this time in my life, this was happening. Mm-hmm. This time in my life, you could see like, okay, well, maybe this dream is telling me this is a part of in- interpreting. So that's another way of interpreting or using that to interpret mm-hmm. maybe what's going on in your life or what is your dream life trying to tell you about maybe how you're approaching your life or a situation. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, you can definitely, that's the nice thing about writing stuff down is you can mm-hmm. always go back to it. Yeah. Um, I remember that we went to a friend's house one night for our women's circle gathering and I had never been there before. And when I walked into her bedroom, I had this just super overwhelming, intense feeling. I don't know if you remember this. It was, anyway, I won't say whose house it was, but <laughs> we were at somebody's house and, um, and I, I was like, oh my God, I had this whole dream about this. And I was able to go back in my dream journal and find the exact dream in detail. Like the second I walked in that room, I remembered that dream in detail. And it had happened a year and a half before. And I shared it with the person whose house we were at. And then I was like, I have to show you. I have to show you. And so I went and found the dream journal and brought it in the next week. And I was like, look, it's right here. This is when I had this dream. It was crazy. That is so crazy. Yeah, it was super crazy. Yeah, and then sometimes, you know, you look something like that will happen and you're like, "Okay, wow, that blows my mind." And sometimes it just ends there cuz you don't there. <laughs> don't know what to do with that. It's like, "Okay, well, I just got that. What does that mean?" Like, well, and it was a super dark dream. Mm-hmm. So, it wasn't exactly the the most pleasant thing to share with somebody about their bedroom, yeah. you know. That's <laughs> Like, oh, and so, so the interpreting might be like, okay, well, maybe I'm going to use this and maybe I won't be right. using it. It's right. not always going to be something to work with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or there might be pieces of it that you choose to work with and other pieces you choose to leave behind. So that's one way you can work with your dreams is through interpreting them and, you know, creating a dream journal to help you track them. Um, another kind of more psychological thing that you can do is active imagination. And, uh, I actually have heard other terms for this, but we'll use this one just because I think it's an easily accessible one. But it's about coming to back to your dream, a dream, or even I think you can do this with daydreams as well. Um, but coming back to a dream and choosing different pieces of the dream. So like if I had a dream about camping and I'm in a tent and there is a bear that is outside my tent and it's very scary. I might write the dream from my own perspective and then go back and rewrite the dream from the tent's perspective or the bear's perspective mm-hmm. or the tree next to the tent's perspective and write it in first person from one of those perspectives. And when you take those perspectives, um, you can learn so much more information about what might be in that dream that you might not have known otherwise. Um, the active imagination part is, that you actually can transform your dream that way. So if you had a scary dream, you might shift it in your story that you write about it and make it less scary or figure out another way that you, you know, get away from the bear or have tea with the bear or whatever it might be. Right. Yeah, We had this, I think we, we did a couple exercises we've done in our group and I remember I was working with the dream. I had just recently had one that was very disturbing and I was like a little girl and I was trapped in a cupboard. Oh, uh-huh. and it was, it was like, I woke up and I was just like, this rattled me like mm-hmm. it, around the whole circumstance of the whole dream. But then 
in our group, I was, I, I went back into the dream. So in my waking, I was awake, but I went back into that dream and as me, myself, open the cupboard and let her out. Mm-hmm. And that felt like so good. There was this feeling of like, okay, I don't, you know, I'm okay. Uh-huh. My little girl is okay. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so there's healing that, that yeah. can happen. Absolutely. In that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think because dreams so much, so often dreams come in symbol and metaphor that we can work with them in a way that we can't necessarily work with our day-to-day lives, mm-hmm. like a more, almost a more powerful way in certain aspects. Yeah, because I mean, oh, there's lucid dreaming. I mean, there's some people, I mean, I've only done it a couple times that can actually, as you're dreaming, can go into the dream and change what is happening. I mean, I remember that's happened to me only a handful of times, but it's really powerful. Um, So it's kind of like lucid dreaming, only you're not in the dream. Yeah. You know, because you have the control. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I also have experienced lucid dreaming. And for me, it, it often depends on what my state of consciousness is in the dream. So there's mm-hmm. like those kind of light dreams where you know you're asleep yep. and you're dreaming. I often feel much more in control of shifting those versus other ones where I'm not even aware I'm asleep. I'm just in it, like I'm, <laughs> like I'm living the movie. Um, so yeah, <laughs> lucid dreaming is another way to work with your dreams. Mm-hmm. And that's a practice. It is. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I was thinking about uh, was incubating in your dreams. And uh, when I think about incubating in your dreams, I'm thinking about intentionally going to bed with maybe a question, mm-hmm. some type of inquiry, and you know, asking yourself and the universe to help you out uh, to come up with an answer to that question in your dream, in your sleep time. I even, I've done this recently is like, I miss a loved one. Like uh-huh. I miss my sister. So I'm like, Hey, I miss you. I, I want to see you uh-huh. like come into my dream, like incubating my sister. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like love to get some, you know, I know you're, you're hanging out and you're watching me and I'd like to get some messages now. Like, come on in my dream. You know, <laughs> it's an open invitation. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And you can do it for yourself. And we, there is, you can do this in a group. Like we talked about at the beginning, like, oh, when you're, you know, you could enter a a dream with your partner or someone you're maybe sharing your bed with, um, that you could actually do that with someone you're not sharing your bed with that like you and I had that dream and we were in separate places. Right. And that was unintentional. But when you think about dream incubation, it's often intention, right? So you could intentionally sit down with a friend or we've done this in our group Mm -hmm. um, with a group of friends and come up with what are we going to dream about? What are we going to focus on? What are the symbols we're going to try to to come up with, you know? And then from there, we all focus on our dreams and write them down and then come back and reconvene and see, were we able to do it? Were we able to meet up in our dream space? It is a practice. Oh my God. Like yes. you have to practice. And another thing is with dream incubation um, is like, it seems almost like it has to be ideal conditions. You can't be completely exhausted or you can't right. be like um, sick or, you know, there's all this, like you have to be in a, an optimal body health to actually do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some ways uh, that we can use this dream magic? That's a good question. Um, 
there's a lot of ways to utilize this. So first of all, you know, as I was talking earlier, I believe that dreams are magic because of our intuition and that connection that resides there. But we can also do spells um, to be able to dream about certain things or to call in more dream energy or deeper dreams. So an example of that might be that you decide to, you decide you would like to call in, you know, a little bit deeper sleep and, and more clear dreams. And maybe you decide that to do that, you're going to take a magical bath and you're going to choose to add maybe some crystals to your bath that might amplify those psychic energies. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, you could also utilize moon water. If you left some water out during the full moon, you know, the moon is very connected to dreams and emotion and intuition. So you could add a little bit of that moon water to your bath, uh, with the intention of deepening that dream space for yourself. And then you could even use herbs in your bath. So one of the, the ones that always comes to mind for me around dream work is mugwort. And we'll talk about that in a couple different ways, but you can use mugwort as a cleansing smoke so you can burn it. Um, you can also put it in your bath. You can drink it as tea. It's very, um, I, I want to say multi-use. It's a multi-use <laughs> herb. Uh, you can use it in different forms, but it is supposed to connect you more with dreams. Am I correct on that, herbalist Veronica? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. It puts you in a different state. Yeah. So I, I think that's where, yeah, it, that's where it comes in there. It, it puts you in a deeper state. Mm -hmm. So it allows you to get into this state. And it is, um, we've done a ritual in our group around mugwort and it was a full moon and I had this whole vision about how mugwort is connected to the moon and nighttime and it 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 feels energetically right and as you drink it you will feel the effect so mm -hmm. it's definitely um up and it's a very powerful plant so you definitely want to use um caution as far as how much you use it's very bitter yeah the, you've had that. I have had mugwort. You have just had mugwort. A lot of times you'll have a tea blend. Yeah. Like with a the, little bit of mugwort in it. Yeah. With a little bit of mugwort in it because it's very bitter. Mm -hmm. And it can also, um, it can also induce bleeding. Oh, really? Yes. I've, I've used mugwort for starting my cycle. Oh, okay. So I did not know that's that. something to, to be aware of and to be cautionary of. So typically it is mixed with other plants such as chamomile and peppermint. Um, Mountain Rose Herbs online, you can get their dream tea and it has this beautiful mix with, I think they have lavender in it and catnip, I think, yep, catnip, Damiana, rosemary, it, they have a beautiful blend. Mm -hmm. And it, what's nice is they have, you know, it's the portions are correct right. for flavor too. Right. It tastes yummy. <laughs> but if you wanted to do something like add mugwort to your bath. Um, yeah. in versus ingesting it, you that would make, be another yeah. way to utilize it without having to necessarily worry about the, <clears throat> you know, am I using too much or enough? And or, the smoke is very, that can also take you to a whole different place. It can. You know, just burning, you know, dried mugwort and smelling that can put you into a different state. Um, 
And for the record, I just want to say mugwort is not really my jam. Like oh, I, so is mine. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. And I know that it has so many properties and mm-hmm. I definitely have had it in these beautiful um, tea blends and I've used it uh, for clearing space and whatnot, but it tends to give me a headache. The smoke it's, from it tends to give me a headache. It's um, very powerful. Yeah. Um, I have made, like I've said, I've made teas of it that are very strong when I was like, okay, I'm like two weeks late on my cycle and I'm just so full and ready. I need to bleed right Mm -hmm. now. Like I will drink the tea and like, here we go. Uh Um, but you know, I use caution. Right. Well, and you also have had training as an herbalist, which is a whole different ball game than like me where I'm just like, Oh, I'm just going to, more is better, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whereas, you know, a teaspoon in, right. in, a, in a cup of tea or a half a teaspoon in a cup of tea, fine. Right. You know, um, there's also dream pillows. You can, you can yes. make a dream pillow. Yeah. That's a lovely ritual slash spell that you can do is to put things like mugwort, chamomile, lavender, or any herbs you're actually feeling called to that feel really kind of dreamy to you Mm -hmm. uh, into a small sachet that you make. And you can add crystals to that. You can add intentions to it and stitch it up and sleep with it under your regular pillow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to put it under your regular pillow if you have crystals in it. Right. Yeah. Well, and even (laughs) if you, right. Even if you make one and put it under your head, it can be a little lumpy. Yeah. And then sometimes you can mix it with flax seeds and people use flax seeds. Yeah. If you make a bigger one, Mm -hmm. especially. Yeah. But you can make one that's just Little. like three by three inches, yeah. like just a tiny or even smaller. Um, really, it's the intention and the scent and the process that ends up helping to get you into that other state. And recently, um, we've made a, a dream tincture, too. Yeah, that's we another. Did. did we do that for Lunasad? We did. Yep. Yeah. Lunasad. So we were thinking about how time was shifting. We were moving more into the mm-hmm. darkness and we were, we were thinking, well, what can we do to celebrate Lunasad differently this year? And we came up with the idea that we could utilize our harvest yep. um, to create a tincture for dreaming during the dark months. Yeah. And we put the sa- those same plants in there. We put mugwort. Do you remember that? Yeah. We put a mugwort. We put a lot of lavender. Lavender. That was, it's very tasty. Yeah. yeah it definitely lemon. tastes like lavender. <laughs> uh, I think I put some white sage in there mm-hmm. and lemon balm. Yes, definitely lemon and balm. And I put some verbena, some lemon verbena in there. I can't remember all the other things. I know there were a few others. There might have been catnip in it. And maybe rosemary. Yeah, definitely some rosemary. Yeah. And then what, what do we use as our base? Was it brandy? No, we use vodka. Oh, okay. Yeah. We had some pure grain alcohol, and then we also had some vodka. So just the folk way of making a tincture is you put your herb in, and then you want to make sure you cover it. Mm -hmm. So with a high grain alcohol, Uh you know, so typically it's vodka. Sometimes people use brandy because it tastes better. Uh The alcohol level is different. Right. Um, But yeah, so you want to make sure the herb is covered. Um, None is sticking out. Otherwise, it'll mold and go Mm -hmm. bad and 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 then then shake it. Yeah. You yeah. shake it, keep it in a cool, dry, yeah, dark, dark place. place. Thank you. And then you shake it one, one time a day. You know, they always say one, two times a day, but you're like, oh, I forgot, you know, three right. days later. Oh, I'll just shake it. So it's, yeah. And then I think we waited like a month 
Maybe? Yeah, I think I think we waited a lunar cycle. Yeah, moon to moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we took it and drained it off and put it into dropper bottles. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something you drink. You don't drink a tincture. No, you take a couple of drops of a tincture because it's potent stuff. It's it's potent medicine. So this one was specifically infused with dream energy Mm -hmm. uh, to help bring on deeper dreams and more magical dreams. So we, everybody in our group has that and uh, we've all tried it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We tried it while we were awake. Yeah. To help with, I think a trance work or something. I'm trying to remember Mm -hmm. we did recently and yeah. And with tincture, you can also put it in water. You can put a couple drops in water and drink it because it is really potent and it's not always pleasant on the tongue. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you can, you know, work with dreams and mm-hmm. use the magic of dreams. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's all we got on dream work. Yeah, for I got a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Thank you for lot. listening. Yeah, that was that was a lengthy one. <laughs> so. Um, Yeah, thank you for joining us, and we look forward to sharing more with you. Next week, I think we're going to be checking in a little bit about who we are and kind of our own histories with magic and calling ourselves witches and all that kind of stuff. So you'll get to hear a little bit more about about who we are and more of a deeper introduction, and we look forward to sharing that with you then. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius. <laughs>